Acts chapter 3. We're going to begin reading with verse number 11. Very familiar passage. For the sake of time, I will not read the first portion, but it is where the man at the gate beautiful was healed. But verse 11 says, And as the, as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, and all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look you so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Verse 16 is where I will draw my text from. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And his name, through faith in his name. That's my subject tonight, faith in his name. Faith in his name. Let's lift our hands to heaven right now. Father, for the next few moments, I pray that you would give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say in the church. God, we bring every thought and every imagination into captivity that is contrary to the will and the word of God. And I pray that you would loose your presence in this place and loose your will to be done in this place. In Jesus' name, shall we clap our hands unto the Lord and give God praise. Hallelujah. Lord bless you as you're seated. Faith in his name. Every individual is a believer. Every person, every person in Catahoula Parish is a believer. Every person that's ever lived was a believer. A believer is not defined by what or he, he or she believes, but rather by the fact that they believe in something. See, we tend to categorize people as believers and non-believers. But what we're really meaning is Christians and sinners. But they're all believers. Some believe that Christ is their Savior, and others believe He is not their Savior. Some believe that Christ can heal, while others believe He cannot heal. Some believe in the Acts 2.38 message while others believe differently. God will give people an opportunity to change their destiny. However, he cannot control whether or not they choose to believe in his power and in his presence. The Lord spoke with Abram in Genesis chapter 15. He said, Abram, I want you to look at the stars. I want you to see if you can number the stars. Abram, your seed 
will be as the stars. It'll be as the multitude. Another time he told them, as the sand, so shall your, your multitude or your generations be after you. And when he heard the word of the Lord, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6, and he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness' sake. Now you've got to put yourself in the shoes of Abram. Abram had never seen God. He wasn't like the disciples that got to walk on the streets of Jerusalem with Jesus or God in the flesh. But somehow, some way, God spoke to Abram in a manner where Abram knew that this wasn't an epiphany. This wasn't my imagination. But I am having an encounter with God. And this began something in the heart of Abram who later became Abraham. And if you read throughout the life of Abraham throughout the book of Genesis, you'll find various times in Scripture where Abraham would make an altar. And once that altar was made, the Bible says that he would begin to sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. He didn't know who Jesus was, but he knew there was a Lord. He knew there was God. And God revealed himself throughout various attributes such as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is healer. And all Abraham knew was this God that I serve. He's able to keep his word even when I don't see it. I know he's working. Even when I can't feel it, I know he's working. And I'm going to build an altar and I'm going to begin to call on the name of the Lord. He had no idea what his future would be like. He had no idea what would happen generation after generation after generation. He had no idea that his offspring would also parallel into a spiritual Jew, which is what we are. He had no idea. All he knew was, I've got a call on the name of the Lord. This is why in Hebrews it says, chapter 11, verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham had no clue what he was looking for. He had no clue what it was going to look like. All he said was, I got a word from the Lord, and that's enough for me to walk on. See, you, don't, you, you, you can't figure out when God's going to do it. You can't figure out how God's going to do it. But if you got enough faith to just start walking, I believe God will put the pieces of the puzzle all in place. I've come to encourage someone tonight. You may not figure it all out, but if you got faith in a name that gave you a word, that's all it takes to see a miracle come to pass. I can hear the critics. I can hear the scoffers now as Abraham, like a nomad, wandered through that rugged terrain. Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. How you know when you're going to get there? I don't know. 
I'm just doing what God told me to do. Abraham wasn't even like Moses. Moses had an experience with a burning bush. He had, a, he had something he could point back to. Abraham didn't even have that. But he walked in faith. Abraham lived every day of his life as if that was the day that God was going to bring it to pass. He had faith in a God that was never failing. He journeyed because he believed that God would do what he said he would do. He had faith in the name of the Lord. He worshiped in the fullness of what revelation he possessed. And now we sit here and stand in this building having the totality of the revelation of the name of Jesus. Watch this, Galatians 3 and 6. Even... As Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So if we're the children of Abraham, that means that we are the children of faith. Therefore, let it be said of us that we possess the same type of faith that Abraham had. What kind of faith was that? That was faith in the name of the Lord. The same God that he called on back then is the same God we call on right now. He didn't change with generations. He didn't change with time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever clap your hands and worship the Lord he's the visible manifestation of an invisible God Philippians 2 and 9 wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus is like no other name. You say, well, they had other people named Jesus too. They did. Just like there's people named Joshua. If you study that, word Jesus out, it was actually pronounced Yeshua. Just like they have Bob and Frank. And it wasn't necessarily about the name. It was who had the name. It was God robed in flesh. That name should not be taken lightly. In fact, in, in Deuteronomy 5 and 11, one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. It makes my skin crawl when I hear people use that name in an in a, in a off-the-cuff fashion. That's not a name to throw around like a slang word. That name should be reverenced. The name of Jesus should be honored and respected. And if it's mentioned out of your lips, it needs to be in worship and praise and prayer. Not because someone's mad at something. 
It's because you're calling upon that name because you believe in that name. Lest we forget that, that what that name represents in our life. We should live with a constant reminder that without that name, we would all be lost. Without that name, we would still be sick. We would all be bound, blind, and hopeless. But we're here tonight because of a name. Because of the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the sound of that name. We ought to take a moment and clap our hands in worship unto the name of Jesus. Demons are subject to that name. You better believe that demons know who God is. You better believe they know when he stole the keys from death, hell, and the grave. They know who Jesus is. In fact, when the seven sons of Sceva were trying to operate in a realm that they weren't familiar with, what, it, what spoke out, that man said, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But I don't know you. They know who Jesus is. We could go on and on talking about that name and the power of that name, but I want to mess with your mind just for a moment and, and, and provoke you to think about something. We all know that the name of Jesus is powerful. We all agree that the name of Jesus can do anything. But consider this. The name of Jesus can only be as powerful in your life as your level of belief. We're not arguing what God can do. We're all here because of the power of God. But His ability to operate in your life is conditioned by your willingness to believe what He can do. Your level of faith acts as the ceiling of God's power in your life. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, we'll let it be a ceiling instead of a platform. That's why Ephesians 1.19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his great power? To usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. His name can only have liberty to work in a vessel that possesses belief in the power of the name Jesus. My friend, we could talk about revival all day long. You know what we need and what this world needs? We need a revival of faith in the name of Jesus. We need to let our faith be stirred and say, God, if you did it back then, I know you can do it today. If you healed back then, I know you can heal today. You're the same God. If you believe it, worship Him for a moment. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. I believe. We join Acts chapter 3 with Peter and John coming upon the man at the gate beautiful. Now you got to keep in mind, this was not the first time they passed this man. Because when did they go? At the hour of prayer. This was not the first time they went to the temple to pray. They always went to the temple at the hour of prayer. And who was at the temple, the gate called Beautiful? Bible said that there was a man whom they laid daily from his birth. 
So we know this isn't the first day this guy showed up. They encountered each other before. But this time there was something different. Because this time they came fresh out of an upper room. They went from walking with Jesus on the outside to now they were walking with Jesus on the inside. And Scripture tells us that more than likely they used to contribute to this man because the Bible says he looked on them expecting to receive something of them. Which means they had probably given to him before. And, they, and, and that boy knew, now here comes Peter and John. Now last time they, they did me good. Last time they put some shekels in that cup. I know this time they will. So he looked on them expecting to receive something of them. And so Peter's response, buddy, this time I don't have silver and gold, which shows us that before they have given him silver and gold. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he reached out and took him by the hand and lifted him up. And the Bible says immediately his ankle and his feet received strength because there was power operating in the name of Jesus. My friend, what would happen if our entire church said, I, God, what you put on the inside of me, I want to give it to the outside of somebody else. Let me tell you what would happen. Miracles, signs, and wonders that follow them that believe. God wants to use you. God wants to use you, Brother Wayne Reeves. I'm going to use a testimony just real quick. He showed me between services. I don't, I'm, I may, I'm, I'm going to give him the highlights because I may mess this up. There was two gentlemen that he w has been working with. And a child related to one of the individuals has, is, is, is very affected by cancer and now leukemia. And they're already talking about death somewhere because it's getting, it's getting bad. And they told him that only one person had been praying for him. And he said, you stop this truck right now. Pull over. He said, you mean to tell me only one person's praying for that kid? He said, get out of the truck. Am I right? Am I on the right track? And him and two of those guys, or one of them, two guys, he said, I stood right there, and I began to pray the power of God and began to speak the name of Jesus and began to curse that cancer. You know what? They, that child went back. There's not a cancer cell in that child's body because of the power of the name of Jesus. If Brother Wayne Reeves can do it. I know you can do it because God's not a respecter of persons. He just wants to know, can you believe in the power of his name? I'm telling you it's time to resurrect some prayers that you've been praying it's time to look at some people and say God's going to work in your life I believe in the power of the name Jesus somebody shout the name Jesus Jesus Peter all these people marveling looking at this guy Peter showed up and said, hold up a minute. Why are y'all so, so acting crazy? 
He said, y'all looking at this like we did it. He said, we didn't do anything. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same one whom you crucified. He hath raised him up. Then he says, and his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man whole. The name alone did not do it, even though it's all powerful. He said, through faith in his name. I could speak the name of Jesus over your situation all day long. But that's not going to change it unless somewhere along the way faith is activated and you start believing that it, there's power in that name. There's power in that name to work. The Bible says, Psalm 124 and 8, our help is in the name of the Lord. Your outlook of God will determine the outcome of your life. If you have a small God, you'll live with big problems. But if you have a big God, you'll live with small problems. Not that anything on the outside's changed, but right here on the inside, believing that God is going to honor his word. Perspective plays a huge part in everything. I read about a study that a scientist did of people who were in the Olympics, and there was a vast difference of emotions between silver medalist and bronze medalist. And here's why. All the silver medalist could see was how close he came to getting gold. All the bronze medalist could see was how close he came to not being on that platform. It was perspective. It was what he saw. And if we're not careful... We'll live our life looking at how big our problem is instead of looking at how big our God is. When you see God high and lifted up, Isaiah said his train filled the temple. All I could see when I saw the Lord was victory after victory after victory. And when you live with that mindset, it doesn't matter if it's cancer, if it's a migraine, if it's sin, there's faith in the name of Jesus that can abolish everything. What are you doing, preacher? I'm trying to stir your faith and believe in the power of the name Jesus. A.W. Tozer once said, one of the ingredients in worship is boundless confidence in the character of God. We can't worship these days because we do not have a high enough opinion of God. God has been reduced, modified, edited, changed, and amended until he is no longer the God Isaiah saw high and lifted up, but something else. See, your worship is a direct reflection of your opinion of God. People with high worship also have high opinions. David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. It's not that you're making God any bigger because you can't make God bigger. 
You're making your perception of God bigger, like a magnifying glass. Looking at that bottle of water, the bottle stays the same size, but my viewpoint of that bottle increases and magnifies. And when you're in the middle of the storm, either you can focus on how bad the storm is, or you can focus on the God that's walking on the water, coming your way. At first, he's going to look this big, but you keep on worshiping, and you keep on watching, and God's going to get bigger and bigger in your life. You don't need to leave this place with the same problems and the same perspective. But you need to walk out of that door saying I've got faith in the name of Jesus. Faith. 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 I'm hurrying. I had 29 pages of notes. I don't know if I'm going to get through all of them. You think I'm kidding. But I have a size 32 font. That's so I could walk all the way around here and still see my notes. We must have faith in his name for salvation. Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is made possible. When you first realize you're lost. You can't be saved unless you first admit you're lost. But then when you understand you're lost, you have to find the only one that's never been lost. And that's the Savior. He's never been lost. There's a peace that comes when you recognize that someone else knows how to get out. You ever been lost before? Anybody? I'm talking, not take a wrong turn. I'm talking lost in the woods. You ever been lost in the woods? If you're lost on the road, you you find help. But when you're lost in the woods, that's a whole other dimension of scared. And and I'm not a Boy Scout. I live by, I, I didn't learn all these 27 knots to tie. I, I'm of the opinion if you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. I just tie a lot of the same. You drop me off in the wilderness, I can't survive. I'll just, I'll start digging a grave right there. I ain't got no ketchup in the wilderness. But you talk to people that's actually been lost before. When they saw somebody else that knew the way out, there was a peace that came to their soul. Why do you think Jesus said, I am the way? I am the truth. And I'm the, I am the way because I'm the only one that's never been lost. In all of humanity, there's only been one person that's never been lost. 
So if, if somebody is lost, the only way to get saved is to get linked up with a person that knows the way out. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He that believeth on me, as the scripture is said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, because the Father had not yet been glorified. He that believeth, there's that word believe, what are we talking about? Faith in his name. He that believeth as the scripture has said. See, it's one thing to say you're a believer, but Jesus wants you to be a believer as the scripture said. The person that believes on me, like the scripture says, is going to have an experience. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, because the Father had not yet been glorified. It was a prophetic word. In other words, when someone is finally saved, there's going to be something that comes out of their mouth, and they're going to know that they're found. Baptism is not about the water. It's about the name. Acts 22, 16, and, why, and now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. How are, are we going to wash away our sins? Calling on the name of the Lord. There's nothing magical about this water. It doesn't matter. If it, how, many, how many was baptized in a river or a pond or anywhere other than a baptistry? Look at all these hands. Your salvation is is no better or worse than the person that was baptized in the baptistry because it wasn't about the quality of the water. It was about the quality of the name. When that person goes down in the name of Jesus, something happens in the spirit world. But listen, it only happens if you believe it's happening. You could line 100 people up ranging from three years old to, to, to 20 years old to 50 years old. And I, I, I want to mess with your mind just for a minute. Just because you put them in water and say the name doesn't mean it all had the same effect. You know why? Because a three-year-old doesn't know what faith in the name of Jesus is. Or a five-year-old doesn't know what faith in the name. What makes baptism effective in your life is the faith of the name being called over you. You believe that something's happening in the spirit world. And so you have to, you have to walk in that faith. Faith in his name brings salvation. Your impossibility, like I spoke of earlier with Brother Reeves, is no match for his name. I don't care what you're facing today. It doesn't matter if it's physical, if it's emotional, if it's financial. David ran before Goliath and said, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Abraham, David didn't know the totality of the name Jesus, but I promise you one thing. David found out who God was when he was tending those sheep and a lion and a bear. And I promise you, he called on the name of the Lord and God helped him in the middle of his struggle. And the same God that did it for David can do it for you. That's why scripture says, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, 
Your strength does not come from you. Your strength comes through faith in the name of the Lord. Stand with me. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost. I was praying earlier today. You know, our natural reaction when problems and everything's come into our life is our natural reflex is to start praying the pain out. Praying the problems out. Because we think that if we're living for God, we shouldn't have all the problems and pain in our life. I was praying, I, I prayed, and I said, God, why are we not hearing and seeing the, the miracle signs and wonders like we heard 50 years ago? Or that we're hearing overseas, the reports. And I just began to listen for the Lord. That gentle voice came and impressed my soul. This is what he said, and I wrote it down. If my people prayed as hard for my presence and my power as they do against their pain and their problems, then they will see an abundance of miracles. They fail to realize that the pain and problems are simply an avenue that I use to show my presence and my power. But no, when something comes into our life that brings discomfort, we start trying to pray against it. God, get it out. God, get it out. And it could be that God is stacking the odds against you. Because the greater the odds, the greater the miracle. He's wanting to see if you can walk it just like you talk it. If you can have faith in His name and the power of His name like they did in this book right here. The word Acts, the book of Acts simply means actions of the apostles. And we have a gathering of their actions because they had faith in the name of Jesus. Wallace Ridge, where we have to have more now than ever before is we got to have faith in the name of Jesus. I'm not one of these pre-mid, pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. I'm, I'm not getting hung up on that. I'm pan-trib. I think it's all going to pan out. Okay? I'm not saying we're going to be out of here when Christ comes. And I'm not saying we're going to be here when Christ comes. We're going to be one of the two. I can tell you that. Either we'll be here or there. When all the tribulation happens, I can't tell you what point, but I will say this. The Bible does say that we'll be calling on the name of the Lord. Come quickly. And we've got to have such faith that if persecution comes our way, we've got a relationship with God because we know who our Savior is. If it gets tough, Financially, we got power in the name Jesus. You want to you talk about what spread the gospel in the book of Acts? In fact, Brother Kilgore, he was praying one day and he said, Lord, we've got everything in, in the, the, the church today that they had in the book of Acts. Uh, we've seen all these miracles. He said, but there's something missing. What? What was the element that they had that we don't have? And the Lord spoke to him and he said, 
persecution. You know how God spread revival? Persecution. Because your relationship with God is not tested when things are good. Your faith and relationship in God is tested when things are going bad. And it's one thing to say, I believe. I believe God can heal until you're sick. It's another thing to say, I believe God can provide financially when there's money in the bank. But let's talk about when there is no money in the bank. I can tell you what it's like to be stranded on the side of the road, didn't have a single dollar, not a dollar to my name. Did not have a dollar. I'm not making that up. But I can also tell you what it's like to have thousands of dollars come my way that God moved upon people that didn't know anything. We want the miracle, but we don't want the mess. If you want a message to tell, you divide that word message, and that's what you got to have. A mess with age. you got to have something that's been around a while. Because that's where your faith is developed. Let's lift our hands all over this place right now. Almighty God in heaven.